Support for Charlotte Readers Podcast is provided by Park Road Books, the oldest and only independent bookstore in Charlotte, and by Charlotte Mecklenburg Library, a connector of readers, leaders, and learners with 20 locations and a 24-hour online presence. Support is also provided by members like you, and for that, we offer our gratitude along with some awesome member-only content. You can find out more about these member benefits at charlottereaderspodcast.com. Welcome to this Under the Covers episode of Charlotte Readers Podcast, where authors give voice to their written words. This is the Friday version of Charlotte Readers Podcast, where host Landis Wade and his author guests get under the covers. That's right. We get in and out because there are just too many interesting books and engaging authors in the region and not enough time. And just like the longer version of the show, you'll learn interesting facts about the authors and their books, and the authors will read their work. And also, like the longer version, you will find images, links, and information about the authors in the show notes at charlottereaderspodcast.com. We are a proud member of the Queen City Podcast Network, a uh, collection of Charlotte podcasts produced in and centering around the Queen City, and also a proud member of Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, broadcasting radio shows and podcasts about authors to a worldwide audience. I'm Landis Wade, the producer and host of this podcast. I'm a recovering trial lawyer. I'm the author of a trilogy of books where lawyers save Christmas, kind of a cross between My Cousin Vinny and Miracle on 34th Street, and I write stories, and I love books, and I love dogs, and I love beaches and mountains and fly fishing and sports and reading and more, and I also love getting under the covers with my authors. So let's get to it. Hey, listeners, today we're visiting with uh, Lexi Aiden. She is the uh, author of the book Candid, what she calls a sweet romance in this love story. A widowed father of two young girls moves to a new town looking for a new start. Then he meets and is interested in a young woman who is a career-driven photographer. Believing that his late wife's parents will not understand his attraction to someone so different and much younger so soon after losing his wife, he keeps his relationship a secret. Eventually, keeping it a secret catches up with him, and it might be too late by the time he realizes that he's found a second chance at love. Lexi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, so congratulations on the book. You said uh, this has been something that's been kind of a childhood dream for you, uh, putting out a novel. So uh, tell us about that. How, how was that a childhood dream? And Well, I've always, I've always been a reader. I've been reading, I mean, I remember spending weekends, you know, locked up in my room reading as a teenager. So um, when I moved to the States, I kind of got into the arts. Um, and I always used to think if I can, um, and, and English is not my first language, so I always was kind of self-conscious about my writing. So it was like, oh, I would love to write a book, but, you know, I, I don't know. It's one of those self-doubts kind of thing, right? And I really went in different directions with my career. Um, and I became a graphic and web designer, which is what I do. Um, that's my my trade, right? That's what I do for a living. And I started doing graphic design work for an author. Then I got into doing pre-made book covers. And one of the girls that I've worked with, she's like, you know, you're really already telling a story because when you do pre-made book covers, you were pretty much setting the story, you know, what it's supposed mm -hmm. to look like, right? It's like, you should just write a, a 
story, write a book. And I'm like, no, no, that's not my thing. I'm not a writer. She's like, listen, you're already a good storyteller because you do that through design, through graphic design and through videos. You do these trailers for us. You do such a good job. I'm telling you, you can do this. She's like, why don't you just start putting a story together? And I did like a creative writing class with her. And I said, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to start this story. And she's like, it's about 50,000 words roughly. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'll do it just so, you know, I said that I did it kind of thing. Before I knew it, the story was 100 plus word, 100K words. So she was like, see, I told you. And she read it. She's like, you know, you have to get it edited. But that has nothing to do with you. We all do it. People yeah. with English majors or not English majors, writers for years and years, everybody uses an editor. As long as you have a good editor, you're, you'll be good. So that's kind of how I got into it. So we're going to get into a little bit of the uh, writing life uh, stuff here before the show's over. Um, but first of all, you're not really who you say you are, Alexi Aiden, are you? Mm, not quite. I'm <laughs> what is not. Your, what, what's, your, what's your real name? My real name is Nydia Pastoriza. Yeah, and you were uh, you said you were born in Puerto Rico, but you I lived was. in the states mm-hmm. since your teenage years. And mm-hmm. uh, why? So I so I've read your book and enjoyed it, but I, I just I'm curious because there wasn't a lot of steamy sex or anything. And why did you go with a pen name? What was the reason for that? Well, the reason for it is because, like I said, I've done design work, and I kind of wanted to because I have worked with a lot of authors on my right. design side. I kind of wanted to keep it separate. Okay. Right. So that was the main th- reason why I kind of separated. And it just seemed like a fun thing to do. I always thought if I ever write a book, I'm going to use a pen name. So I did All it. All right. Well, it's fun. You can hide behind the pen name and, you know. Yeah. That's, well, that's and I'll tell you a little secret. If you yeah. look at the last name of my pen name, is my first name backwards. You know, I kind of figured that. I, yeah. I was looking at that and said, yeah, that, that's, uh, I see that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fun. Uh, yeah. You said you do pre-made uh, book covers that kind of tell stories themselves. Explain that. What are you talking about? Um, so in some um, websites and in some, I guess, uh, circles and uh, self-publishing, there's the opportunity, like sometimes authors don't know what they want with their book covers and self-publishing because then publishing is, you know, traditional is a little different, but the um, a lot of times they're just looking for inspiration to write a story or they're looking, they know kind of what they want, but when they start looking, they're like, oh, this might work. So I started selling pre-made book covers that just have like some kind of layout and it has like the, it might say title and author name, that kind of thing. And then we would fill it in. So that's what, what the pre-made covers, that's how I kind of got into it. Somebody say, you should sell your covers here. And that's what that's, I started doing. And I love it. I love doing that. Yeah, well, that is a nice connection between, you know, your writing side and and to have that graphic capability. In your real world life, you said you're a creative director for a national company, mm-hmm. but you're also a graphic web designer and a yep. photographer by trade. So, yep. and co- of course, this character we're going to talk about a little bit is a photographer too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she is. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, does that mean your background, given your graphic design, does that mean that you designed this particular cover? I did. I, yeah. I did. Yeah. So um, wait, let's talk about that a second because um, the, the, the listeners can't see the cover. Just tell us what we're looking at. Okay. So it's like you mentioned, the, the girl in the 
the woman in the story, she's a professional photographer, a professional wedding photographer. And so um, that's how they meet is through an event that she's working. She does other events other than weddings. She focuses on wedding, but she does other. And that's how they meet. So um, it's kind of like, it's ironic that she does weddings and she can't seem to nail down love the way that, you know, she photographs every day. So um, so I have a picture. It, it's a, you could tell it's a woman's hair um, holding a camera. And then there's a picture inside of the lens. Um, funny story. The girl in there is my daughter. Okay. The, <laughs> the girl, the girl in, in the, the lens. Cover, is yeah. So who's, who is uh, snuggling right close with your daughter there? It's one of her friends. It's okay. a good friend of hers, yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like they've got any clothes on. I, I guess that's the idea, huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, she does. It's a it's a um, tank top. Yeah, sure. And he's just that's, behind. Sure, that's what that's that's what she told you, mom. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, mom took the picture, so yeah. It's okay. So mom took the picture, so yeah. you can't, okay. Uh, okay. So you got this. Uh, you got the hair kind of over, like she's bending over. She's taking the photograph. You see it, yeah. and it says, "Love behind the lens is not always picture perfect." Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's that's good. So, and on the back cover, uh, you designed this as well. It, it yeah. looks like. Uh, is that uh, uh, the same couple that's on the front cover? It, actually, it isn't because okay. the back cover, I kind of redid after it was published <clears throat> only because I made some minor changes <clears throat> and I really like this couple. <laughs> so right. I just picked this uh, particular image um, from a friend that is a professional photographer and she does uh, photography strictly for book covers. So she yeah. gets people together and she, um, so yeah. And I love okay. that picture. I use yeah, it for other marketing. So I figure I put it back here too. Yeah. It's a couple. She's a little shorter than he is. Mm-hmm. She's, he's got his forehead bent to the top of her head and like they're having a quiet moment together. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you ready to uh, get under the covers with this yes, book? Yes, absolutely. Hey listeners, before we get under the covers, I'd like to share some benefits that are available to you you our listeners if you sign up for our email list at our website charlottereaderspodcast.com uh, we will send you a, a free ebook the first book in my christmas courtroom trilogy we promise not to spam you that just takes way too much time we just provide a bi-weekly newsletter to let uh, listeners know what's coming and uh, allow you to engage with the show also if you'd like to support your uh, favorite local independent bookstore and get audiobooks at the same time uh, you can join Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O.fm. And if you use the promo code Charlotte Reader, that's all one word. You may not be from Charlotte, but you can still be a Charlotte Reader to get this benefit. When you use that promo code, you're going to get uh, two books for the price of one when you join at uh, Libro's $14.99 monthly membership level. This is a great way to support uh, your local independent bookstore and get uh, great audiobooks uh, at the same time. So check it out. All right, so we're uh, we're under the covers with uh, "Candid," uh, which is the title of this sweet romance, uh, written by uh, Lexi Aiden, or it could be uh, uh, Nydia Pastorizo, whichever whichever you prefer. There, so um, let's talk about the title just a second. Uh, I believe you said your husband helped you with that title. Um, he did. <laughs> give us. Uh, I can see that there's several. You know meanings perhaps that you could take from the title candid of course you've got the camera angle i suppose mm-hmm. uh, 
what else were you thinking with that title? Well, it's um, candid, you know, to me, taking like a candid photo is something that the person is unexpected. Like the, some of the best um, photography sometimes I do is the um, that uh, candid moment that the person doesn't see you taking. So for both of them in the story, they it's it's so unexpected where they land with each other and how they meet and how it evolves and everything. So um, it's kind of like in the candid moment that they're not expecting it is that they kind of end up falling in love for each other. They're so far away from where they even thought they were going to be, especially for him, not thinking he was going to find love again. So Yeah, yeah, because they meet when she's uh, at an event. Uh, she's a photographer. She's working. He is there. She just thinks he's one of the employees, um, sees the wedding ring, thinks he's married, finds out. He's a widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an electric touch, you know, when, when their hands, you know, touch. raise each, yeah. each other. Yeah. And so you got that. That's sort of the inciting incident, I suppose, of the book where they uh, where they come in contact with each other. So you and your husband thought, uh, let's do Candid. And uh, we've got the, the tie in there with the, the photography. But also possibly I'm thinking, um, is it also kind of, is he being candid with her? And is she being candid with him? And because mm-hmm. uh, there are secrets in this book, right? They're mainly for him, but yeah, yeah. there are. And, yeah. and that was the other twist. Um, yeah. Is that you know, even though he he's trying to figure it out, I don't think when he starts, he doesn't think that he's going to make that connection with her, or that it's going to last, or you know, he has a million reasons why he feels it's not going to work. So he's not. He's not only not being honest with her, but he's not being honest with his family and his late wife's family that has been helping him. So there are some kind of like not necessarily non-candid moments with him. So definitely. So let's talk about the characters just a minute. Marcus Young, he's the male protagonist. Uh, Mia Bennett, uh, she's the female protagonist. Tell us a little bit about each of them. Um, so she is, um, the, there's an age difference between them, which is not noticeable under normal circumstances, but it's noticeable when you're this uber, like, liberal kind of girl and a super kind of conservative type of man. Um, so it becomes really, the age difference really, really becomes noticeable when they're back, because their backgrounds are so different. So she's a photographer. Um, doesn't have good role models when it comes to how men should treat women. So that's part of the issue that she's having. And she also doesn't have the best relationship with her mom. She just lost her grandmother that's been her rock for a long time. So, But she's very successful for being as young as she is. And so, you know, she's moving through life. She doesn't really have a whole lot of faith in men. As far as she's concerned, you know, they serve a purpose and she, when she's done, she's done, you know? So that's kind of, you know, where she is with, with, um, you know, that's kind of where, where she is and who she is. Then he loses his wife unexpectedly. He's been with her since they met in college. You know, they've done everything the way that is expected, right? We meet, we get engaged, we finish college, we get married, we have babies, and all of a sudden he's by himself raising two little girls. And so he decides he wants to move because he's tired of people kind of looking at him from his, in his hometown 
like, oh, you know, the poor guy that lost his wife. So he wants to get a new start. And so he moves to Charlotte and he has that opportunity. The big thing with him is that his in-laws continue to be very helpful, but his father-in-law is a um, pastor, has been a pastor in the in the Carolina area for a long time. And so he, he kind of has a way, a uber conservative way that he lives his life. And so that comes across, he knows that in his mind, he's saying they're never going to accept me being with another woman, somebody so much younger, somebody that is so, um, so liberal and so, you know, so different, maybe not as conservative, you know. And so he, he that it plays a, something in his head. And then there's this aspect of, you know, I've done everything right through my life as a man. You know, I met a girl, I married her, I waited, and all of a sudden, I'm in the world as this much older man, and the, the dating pool looks completely different because people are just a lot different just in general. You know, people date, and they start sleeping together, and all that happens, and so he finds himself, like, conflicted. He's like, this is now how I did it the first time. I know it's not right. So there's that aspect of this is com- this is so different than the first time I was with a woman and I dated yeah. her and all that. So yeah, I was, I was going to ask you: Did any of your beta readers or your critique readers or your editors, when when you, when when he told her that you know his wife was the only woman he'd ever been with, that they had saved themselves for marriage, did they go, no, no, come on, wait a minute, that people don't do that in college, you know? And well, it's <laughs> funny. I had a couple of beta readers that did. Yeah. And um, so I, my background is, um, and my husband especially, is we're Christian and Mm -hmm. it's very rare, but we have met men that have been that way. So to me, it's not so far removed and so different. Um, Is it rare? Yes, but it's not impossible. And that's Mm kind of, but that's the whole story, right? There's high school sweetheart and she comes, his first wife comes from a very, conservative background. And that is one of the first things that she tells them when they start dating. If you're going to date me, this is how it's going to be. So if you want to date me, great. If not, you know, and because he was kind of not the super popular guy in in high school, you know, it kind of, he kind of started when he dating when he was in college. So it kind of just evolved in that manner. I don't think that that was his intention, but he liked his first wife. They started dating and he just went along with it and it just worked out that way. So, so, so the conflict here really has to do with uh, sort of trust in the relationship and, and sort of, she doesn't feel like she's being respected or honored as much because he's kind of keeping her a secret, right? He didn't want to share with the world that he's going out with her, even though he probably didn't realize it at the time, but he's in love with her. So, mm-hmm. and so yeah. that drives, drives him apart and he's got to make a decision about whether he is going to tell people and, and there's the conflict of telling the in-laws and all that kind of thing. So you mentioned um, to me before the podcast that uh, this book uh, came from your love of reading and writing. Um, but in the process, your family was kind of included. And I'm kind of curious as to how that, what you mean by that? Well, like I said, my husband helped me. When, first of all, when I told him, I think I'm going to write a book, he was like, okay, <laughs> you know, like just yeah. like that. And I'm like, yeah. And I kind of told him about what my my friend had mentioned. And he's like, all right. Like he, 
I don't want to say that he didn't believe me, but he was like, sure, do, you know, do whatever you want kind of thing. So when I started writing it and um, I started sharing with him, well, this is what's going on. Do you think that this, like, I try to give him a point of view from a man, mm-hmm. like trying to get his point right. of view. And he's like, you're really doing this. And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> so he started helping with that point of view. Then when we got to the naming, it was kind of like, I don't know. I don't want it to be a super long name. And I want it to be something that, not catchy, but something that, like you said, has meaning behind it. Not mm-hmm. just because it's a, you know, a, a love story. We're going to give it some cheesy love story name. Um, so he came up with it. He's really good with stuff like that. So I knew that he was, we probably went through, I don't know, 50 names for the book until we landed with Candid. And I was like, that's it. That's the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, my daughter was, uh, and, and truth be told, a lot of the characters, like uh, Mia's demeanor in some of her ways remind me of my my daughter my daughter is she's an adult she's 24 so you know she reminded me a lot of like I feel like I built some of her characters with my daughter's personality she has a very strong independent type of personality so um and she was on she's on the cover and she's been on a couple of marketing pieces that I've designed and stuff and so she goes with me to book events and (laughs) so it is a complete um affair and family affair and my 11 year old he's just like okay my mom is writing a book (laughs) that's That's right (laughs) so 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 you're writing this thing called a sweet romance and you say you're kind of a romantic at heart uh is there any sometimes authors will put some of themselves in their first book uh do you find any of yourself in this book or any of your thoughts and how you might react and behave and uh, did that work its way into the book Probably when she, the realization, I think that not that I've lived the realization of somebody keeping me a secret, but thinking if I was in the in that position, how would I react? And I probably mm-hmm. would react exactly how she she did. Like it's gonna break my heart because I've already fallen for him, but I'm I can't you know I owe it to myself to you know if I'm gonna invest in this relationship, it has to be the real deal. If not, I can move on. You know what I mean? So I think that is, you know, a part of that, how she reacted to that circumstance and that situation is a part of how I would have done it too. So these sweet romance, they have sort of happy ever after they have a, you know, kind of love at first sight kind of thing. What about you and your husband? How'd y'all, how'd y'all meet? Um, actually, we've met um, in New Jersey. That's where he's from, through yeah. his brother um, yeah. that somehow connected with a relative of mine that I was, um, that I happened to be living with at the time I was still in college and we kind of hit it off. Um, at first we, let me rephrase that. At first we didn't. (laughs) It's one of those, like I, I had called his house looking for someone else and he was like super rude. And then the second time I called, and this was back in the days of pagers, not cell phones. We didn't have, so somebody had paged me the second time and I called again. And so then we started talking from there the second time and we've pretty much have been together ever since. All right. So it sounds like a good little plot twist for your next book or something. Yeah. Right. We've been together 25, 26 years. That's great. Well, look, yep. we're going to have a little, little read here from the book. Okay. Uh, this is this is closer to the middle of the book. Why don't you just uh, give us a brief setup? And then um, so what's what's happening at this part of the book here? Um, in this part of the book, <clears throat> she is realizing 
um, it continues to happen that his in-laws just come in out of the blue. And every time it happens, he finds himself canceling or changing plans because, you know, he doesn't want to have to tell his in-laws, oh, I have plans with even with a friend. And so she's starting to realize, you know what, he's keeping me a secret. I've become his secret, which is, you know, this is not what I want. I don't deserve this. You know, and she really had a lot of faith in him because of his background and the way that he always talked about his daughters that at this point she hasn't even met. So she starts to realize it. And so she, through this uh, chapter, she decides that she knows what she needs to do. And even if it breaks her heart, she's going to have to end things with him. All right. So take it away. All right. I walked to my bedroom with my mindset on getting ready to meet Lily and the rest of my friends. I take a quick shower. When I'm done, I walk into my closet with a towel wrapped around my body to look for something to wear. I hear the front door like someone is trying to unlock it. I walk down the hall. Hello? I call out, and to my surprise, I see Marcus closing the door behind him when I reach the living room. What are you doing here? I ask him, placing my hand on my hip with some hostility. I've been calling you. Why didn't you hang up on me? He stands in front of me, and I can tell he's pretty upset, but I don't give a crap. I told you I had to get ready to meet Lily. I figured you were busy and needed to get back to the girls. I was letting you do your family thing. I can tell he's not happy with my response. What do you need anyways? You call me to tell me you can't come over tonight, but here you are. What did you tell your in-laws to leave? I mock him and it's pissing him off even more. I came over because I don't like fighting with you, and it sounded like you were upset. You didn't have to hang up and then not answer the phone. That's kind of childish, don't you think? He fires back. Well, it seems to me the only time you're not worried about my age is when we're having sex. The rest of the time, you're always concerned about how young I am and what people might think. So maybe I'm, the, maybe I'm childish and immature. Truth is, I'm tired of how things are between us. I feel like uh, like your dirty little secret. The only people that ever see us together are my friends, and you don't even like being around them. I hate that I'm almost at the verge of tears because I don't want him to see how much this bothers me. He walks over and takes me in his arms. Mia, please don't get upset. I thought you understood how important my girls are to me. I don't want to give Olivia's parent any excuse to think that I'm not a good father. You know I'm crazy about you. He leans in and tenderly kisses my forehead and then stares down into my eyes. I step out of his arm and ask him, so what happens between us? How long do we continue to see each other and sleep together like this? Until you find someone more suitable for a family, closer in age to you? The tears now, the tears are now falling. I realize I've fallen in love with this man and he's about to break my heart. I don't know, Mia. I'm still trying to figure this single parenting thing out. It doesn't help that I have my in-laws breathing down my back. I don't want anyone else but you. I'm not looking for anyone else. Marcus stands in front of me and looks me in the eyes before he leans in to kiss me, gently at first, and then he deepens the kiss. I melt into him because I want this with him so bad. He pulls me to him and I go willingly. 
I know what I have to do, but I want this with him one last time, if only for the memories. I wrap my arms around his neck and he picks me up and I let him take me to my room. And that's about as close as we get to the sex part of the book, right? So we just, yeah, we, yeah I don't, it's all, it's, it's all off camera, right? <laughs> it is. It is. I want the, the, the main thing with me is that I want not, I mean, I want people to all kinds of people to read it, but I also right. want my family to read it. Sure, so, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a PG 13 then, right? Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay. So little writing life questions and a little bit of time we have left here. Um, you, uh, so what was the most enjoyable part of this process for you writing this book? I think just, um, just tying this story together and like sharing it with my husband and saying, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? Just that process of developing the story. It's probably, I don't enjoy the editing. So that's probably the developing of the story is definitely my favorite part. Yeah. And what do you hope readers get from your book? Um, I hope that they get that um, sometimes life throws curveballs at us. And when we think there's no such thing as second chances or a second soulmate, you know, they're there and we just got to keep our eyes open and you know, take a chance, even if it looks different than what we normally um, would go for, right? We should give it a chance. Mm. Yeah. So was writing this book um, everything you thought it would be? And did it uh, did it have any effect on your life and how you think about uh, yourself now as a as a writer? Um, it, it was everything that I well, it was that and more. I will say there's, uh, it was a huge learning experience. Um, I thought that I knew what I was getting into when I first started because I have worked with other authors, but it's a whole different um, situation when it's your own book. Um, and, but I, I've learned tremendously. I've met great people and um, it has definitely look, like made me look at myself differently. It's something that I've always wanted to do. I didn't think I was able, like, not that I wasn't able, but I thought, oh, I'll never be able to do that. You know, that takes a certain kind of person. And, but, so I, I was proud of myself at even writing it, you know, never mind publishing it and just being able to put a story together in that many words in one kind of, you know, document or, or you know, space that to me, that was a pretty cool experience. And it just opened up a whole slew of other stories too. So yeah. Yeah. And also I think given your business, the fact that you design book covers and things now that you've written a book, it adds a little credibility. You can talk to authors about your experiences and so forth. And, and, and having said that and having, as you told me, writing's become one of your favorite things to do. Are you going to write another book? Um, I'm in the process. I just literally finished writing a second book. I, uh, I'm going through that second, you know, like sure. when you start reading your own stuff and you're like, what? Yeah. Um, that's where I am right now. Um, my goal is to have it out by August. So, okay, good, good goal. Good goal. Well, you got some time to shelter in. We're recording this in uh, May. We're still, you know, required to be careful out there. So you got some time to do that. Hey, so um, there's going to be information listeners in the show notes uh, about uh, uh, Lexi and Lydia, the two uh, people I'm talking to today. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and there'll be a show note, you know, some information about her links to her website and that kind of thing. So uh, 
Uh, Lexi, uh, uh, Nydia, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Well, that's it for today. Another fine author giving voice to the written words. Next Tuesday, we'll have another in-depth episode with readings and conversations about the written word and the writing life of a local or regional author. But before then, be on the lookout for another Under the Covers episode where we do much the same thing we do here, but quicker and sometimes away from the studio. Because there are just too many good authors. And not enough time. If you like what we're doing, please consider leaving a short written review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Because when you do, our authors' voices travel much farther and wider in podcast land. And if you're inclined to help us help authors give voice to the written words, and you'd like some member-only content cultivated by our authors and me as our thanks, please consider becoming a member supporter. You can find out how to become a member supporter and more about today's show and all previous episodes at charlottereaderspodcast.com. And you can keep up with news about the show by joining our email list and engaging with us on social media. We promise not to spam you because, well, that takes too much time. And if you do join our email list, we'll give you a free ebook written by me. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Until next week. I'm Landis Wade for Charlotte Readers Podcast. Charlotte Readers Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved.